0: This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more.
1: That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. I'm Kellen Walker. Jamie's out this week. Today on the show... The Biden administration wants minimum standards for EV charging stations. A new forecast says the switch has been flipped on EV growth. And the 2023 Nissan Altima gets a new design. Plus, George Hines of Lithia and Driveway talks about the company's aim to bring car buying into the digital age. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The Biden administration is proposing a rule that would set minimum standards and requirements for federally funded electric vehicle charging stations. The White House says the standards would help guarantee that a national EV charging network is accessible, user-friendly, and would be compatible with a wide range of different charging companies and vehicles. The federal government is working to build a national charging network with funding from the trillion-dollar infrastructure law. The Federal Highway Administration expects the new rule to be published next week. A final rule may be published after a public comment period and review process. Meanwhile, the switch has been flipped on global EV growth. That's according to a new forecast from Boston Consulting Group. It says battery electric vehicles will account for most new light vehicle sales worldwide by 2035. That's as government mandates kick in and automakers roll out new models. BCG's new forecast is significantly higher than last year's estimate. In 2021, EVs accounted for just 6% of the market. BCG predicts that number will jump to 20% by 2025. The auto industry's main lobbying group in Europe says it's concerned as European Union lawmakers move toward a 2035 zero emissions target. The European Parliament has rejected efforts to weaken a proposal that would eliminate CO2 emissions from new cars by 2035. That would effectively outlaw sales of internal combustion engines in the EU after that date. The European Automobile Manufacturers Association, or the ACEA, expressed general support for the target, but it called for a progress report to determine targets after 2030. Environmental groups welcomed the vote. The measure now goes to the European Council, which is made up of ministers from the 27 EU countries. And the 2023 Nissan Altima will go on sale in the fall. Nissan's second best-selling model is getting an updated design, more standard safety features, and new technology. The automakers sold more than 38,000 Altimas in the U.S. during the first quarter. That's up 20% from a year earlier. And those are today's headlines coming up. A conversation with George Hines of Lithia and Driveway which hopes to set a standard for buying and selling cars from the comfort of home. That's next on Daily Drive. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC and Philip Candido,
0: fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the
2: maintenance and service of the vehicle.
0: Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue? Improve the customer experience? and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com
1: to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Kellen Walker. For decades, if you wanted to buy or sell a car, you got up, walked out the door, and got yourself to a dealership. But now, more customers are opting to stay on the couch And take full advantage of all the power that they have right in their pockets. The internet and cell phones are changing automotive retail. And Lithia's driveway division hopes to take advantage of that. Driveway says it offers the same level of expertise and service that customers would get at Lithia's 270 plus retail locations. But from the comfort of home. Just this week... Driveway announced that it hit some major milestones toward hitting or exceeding its transaction target this year. The company says it achieved 1,050 unit shop transactions and exceeded 2 million unique visitors last month. George Hines is Lithia and Driveway's Senior Vice President and Chief Innovation and Technology Officer. He recently spoke with our own Jamie Butters about Driveway's model and how he sees online retail taking shape in the coming years. Here's that conversation. George
2: Hines, welcome to Daily Drive.
0: Jamie, thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be here with you
2: today. Uh, it's our honor entirely. Let me ask you, driveway is really growing rapidly, but it's, it's still a very small part of Lithia sales. I saw you had 3,100 transactions in March, compared with almost 140,000 vehicle sales for Lithia in the first quarter. How do you break that down? Is that just vehicle sales or does that include financing? What does that entail? Well, it's, it's really vehicle sales and units. But when
0: I step back and I think about driveway, yes, very, very small part of our business at this point, but strategically just a huge addition to Lithia Motors. And the reason being is that one of the things we've talked about before is that 97% of our customers on driveway have actually never done business before with a Lithia store. And that's really important because we're reaching consumers that might not otherwise want to do business with a store, any store. But we're also reaching new consumers that we can bring into our stores where we can have that long-term relationship and service them throughout their entire ownership lifecycle.
2: Driveway also it sells and delivers the vehicles to people's homes if they don't wanna to go to a dealership, that's right? Absolutely, we do
0: deliver across all 50 states. In fact, I believe we're somewhere just over 900 miles on average for the delivery of vehicles that are being purchased. We're actually delivering just over 900 miles on average.
2: Oh my gosh. So uh, you're you're really stretching the footprint, uh, but Lithia's footprint is growing rapidly. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the strategy is really built on driveway, the plan for a driveway to provide you know nine billion dollars of the of the revenue by by twenty twenty five. Obviously, you're just getting started in terms of transactions in a lot of ways, but how far along do you feel you are in terms of building up you know the infrastructure and the technical presence that you'll need? You know we've made a lot of investments so far, not only in the
0: technology that's made to sell the cars, but also, in building uh, an exceptional driveway care center experience. We have multiple driveway care centers in the East Coast, in Dallas, in the center of the country, as well as here in Medford, Oregon. And when I step back and I take a look at not only the process and the skill, but also the people that we've invested in to make driveway a uh, pure e-commerce experience, we're really proud of those investments. So pretty far along when, when it comes to building that personal touch, and, and really extending the exceptional customer experience we're, we're trying to create on Driveway. There are more investments that we'll make over time, undoubtedly, as we learn and as we grow. And we're pretty humble about learning because uh, we're really trying to scale this much faster than some, uh, some of our used-only competitors that are out there.
2: I was wondering, I mean, what was the most challenging part of putting that digital infrastructure in place? Is it the trade ins, which can be so hard to value and, and some companies you know, can get it wrong and that's really a costly mistake? Or is it is it the financing? Uh, because that's such a pain point for consumers that, hey, I've been there. You know, you fill out all the paperwork and then you try to buy the car and then you have to do it all over again like they didn't even get the email.
0: Certainly. You know, I would say all of the above. But to be fair, I think what has probably been the most challenging is really keeping up with all of our decisions and investments. The magic of what makes up Driveway are a lot of our best people people with expertise in financing, people with expertise in logistics, people with expertise in selling vehicles and creating exceptional customer experiences. And so as you grow a company or an offering like driveway, all of those things have to fire on the same cylinder at once. And I think that's probably been some of our greatest challenges is just getting all of those things to align. But in terms of where we're starting from with the expertise in each of those areas, we really are are in a very fortunate position to already have the great network that we have, the great people that we have, the investment that we have in Driveway Finance Corporation. It's allowed us to scale to those 3,100 units in, in well less than a year and a half. So we're particularly proud of our people. And I think it's just the coordination and making sure that all of those investments actually hit and fire at the same time so that we get the desired result.
2: Is it those people and the many local stores that Lithia has acquired, is that really the difference between, you know, why Driveway, why you believe Driveway is still a, you know, is, is going to be a, a great business, whereas some of your online used only competitors have kind of been struggling?
0: I believe that that's certainly one major area of it. If you think about the customer experience, right, the customer experience starts online. And from that moment, customers will have questions all throughout the process. In fact, we give them the ability to reach out to us at any time. And what we found is that when that customer starts down the path of that experience, more often than not, they will rely on the experts that we have in our dedicated driveway care center. At that point, once they've purchased the vehicle, they move into the logistics path. We're still taking care of them out of that care center. However, we have a very large network where we're able to recondition vehicles without having to build the network from nothing. And I think (laughs) that's, that's really where we fundamentally differentiate ourselves. We're not struggling to build an auto retail business, right? We're not (laughs) struggling to build an auto retail (laughs) because that is a fundamental differentiator for us.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things that I think um, a lot of folks in the industry uh, grapple with when they think about digital retail with autos is the F and I what has been your the driveway customer reaction to F&I offerings? Do they embrace them? Do they, do they say, yeah, no thanks?
0: I think we've seen a pretty good uptake. It's not yet quite at the level of what we would see inside of the dealership. And I think we have plenty of opportunity to improve over time our merchandising and making sure that customers understand those products. Thus far, we have uh, a couple of our products will sell Quite easily, because when we're marketing these products online, we're marketing product based on its impact to the monthly price, which is oftentimes very, very modest. And when I think about the different products that we're offering, we've also been very mindful of the fact that the customer interaction is different. This customer is online. This customer is in total control. (laughs) And we want to make that customer feel totally empowered to make the right decision for them. So in any online e-commerce channel, you always want to offer the right amount of options and not overwhelm the customer, but also not underwhelm them. And we've done a lot of tests, A-B testing, to determine how many products do we offer and which ones are oftentimes more uh, sticky with customers, depending on the type of car that they're buying. And right now we're doing a lot of A-B testing in that area to figure out how we can drive more and more sales of of F&I online, but we are seeing customers especially comfortable buying the products online right now.
2: Uh, that's interesting to hear. We know a lot of dealers are wary of it, but we've seen a lot of examples and studies where you know consumers, when they don't feel pressured, are glad to buy those products.
0: Absolutely. There's other industries we can take a major learning from. It doesn't have to all be auto retail. There was a very, very, and I, I won't quote their name, but a, a very, very well-known large food chain in the United States that fundamentally changed its ordering process in their lobbies. And they did it partially because they also sell a lot of sweet treats on the side. And oftentimes mm-hmm. people going in are buying the healthier menu items, but when not confronted with a salesperson. <laughs> and so they were oftentimes adding the cinnamon roll or the sweet treat a lot more often <laughs> when they had to answer the question on an iPad versus looking at the person in the eye.
2: That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to save this question for later, but I mean, I did wonder, I mean, you've worked in other industries with digital retail. How is the auto industry different from other types of businesses you've worked in? Certainly. I think in the auto industry is different in two respects. The first is
0: the most obvious. the The transaction is a lot more complex, right? We've worked exceptionally hard on automating different parts of the process, but there still are complexities with regard to... Things like tax, title license and documentation fees and where you want the car delivered and whatnot. And we've really taken a bite out of that complexity in, in our efforts. The second thing that I think is probably quite unique, especially to used auto retail, is when you're selling that vehicle, that vehicle is unique. It is a unique vehicle identification number, Mm -hmm. it's it's a unique build. It's got a unique set of options and and all kinds of things that might've been added to it, you know, after market. But when you take a look at that and you're trying to, to merchandise vehicles like that and sell an item like that, it's not like you have 20 to choose from of that exact same kind. And so making sure that that customer has full visibility into exactly what this particular gem is that they're looking at, that's really one of the keys around a successful e-commerce play when you're thinking about automotive versus if you're selling something online where you have 200 of one item in stock
2: all right george hines senior vice president chief innovation and technology officer for lithia motors the head of driveway thank you so much for being with us today
0: jamie thank you very much for having me i appreciate it
1: george hines is senior vice president and chief innovation and technology officer for lithia and driveway he spoke with Automotive News Executive Editor, Jamie Butters. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer, Jake Near for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on automotive retail, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.